Big wins and payouts are what you're chasing But all the games are getting intimidating You're feeling anxious hearing your heart racing Just tune in to Cash Considerations This is Cash Considerations We are Cash Considerations With sports wages, you gotta have patience Just tune in to Cash Considerations Best podcast for betting, you better turn it up Three best in the business who never get enough Welcome back players Sports fans, bettors, and everybody in between, you are now tuned into Cash Considerations. My name is David Griffin, aka your boy D Griff, and as always, joining me is my main man Dave Sherapan. How are you, sir? I am fired up, D Griff. We got so much to talk about tonight leading up to the weekend. I can't wait to get at it. This is going to be a good show, man. And uh, this is our pro show, and usually we have our guy. The big dog, Alan Bird, on the show. But um, he's a little under the weather, man. He's on the DL. I mean, we're all day-to-day when when push comes to shove. But for those of you that have little kids, you know that the first two years, you're just sick all the time. They bring the the germs around all the time. You just can't do anything about it. And uh, this week, the little one got a hold of him. So we're going to do what we can. The way he described it, man, can only be described as like the Black Plague. Like, <laughs> the way he was telling me, I was like, man, that sounds serious, bro. Like, don't worry about it. Like, we'll, we'll hold it down for you. Don't worry. I feel like he's the closer and I'm like the seventh inning guy and you're the setup man. But I feel like I'm that seventh inning guy who feels like I can I can weather the load. Like, put me in in the knife, coach. I can hold it down. Yeah, you're the single guy, Griff. You're still the single guy. You're the young guy. I'm the old crusty veteran starter. You know, I got to put the grease under my hat. I still got to, you know, I got to use every move in the book to keep it together. Alan's in between. He's just, (laughs) he's the veteran ready to go, you know, looking at the retirement tour. You're our young buck. You've got to stay strong and keep it all together, brother. Well, talk about a segue. Why don't we, just for a second, before we jump into the NFL football for the weekend, tonight, Thursday night was a great, I mean, Friday night was a great night for sports MLB playoffs and as great as the games were man they didn't go my way it was it was sadly <laughs> depressing I'm not gonna lie I don't know if you guys follow me on Twitter but I called the upset for the Yankees and our like you said that that old veteran that crusty old veteran CC Sebathia went out there and even though he don't I don't he barely touched like 91 a couple of times you know what I mean but st- he was still holding it down, and when the Yankees got that early lead, I just I knew I had it in the bag. I was I was back there celebrating. I ain't gonna lie, and I almost never do that. Dude, he was dealing and he was figuring it out, and they got him the runs that he needed. And I think Girardi kind of panicked a little bit. <laughs> exactly, he took, he took him out a little too soon after using the bullpen so much in the wild card game. I would have rode CC until you know. I mean, it was eight three. Let's leave him in until it's 8-5, 8-6, and then go to the bullpen. And he panicked and went and got him, and everything went bad from there. Exactly. Like, I don't want to, like, just go off and rant for a second, but it literally made no sense. Why are you going to pull him out as early as you pulled him out? And then you're going to go to your bullpen, and then he started to overwork his bullpen. He started to leave guys in there when it's like, okay, he just walked the guy, he hit a batter, which I didn't think he really hit him. But then it's like, all right, switch to someone else, and then you're going to leave him in and give up a grand slam. Then you're going to bring in David Robertson. 
He gets a guy out. He goes an inning. Then you're going to bring him back in the next inning so then he could give up the home run. And I'm just like, you you took CeCe out so early, and you know your bullpen's thin, so then you're going to try to overwork your bullpen and leave guys in. It just... He was managing uh, the game like it was the seventh game of the series, and he yeah. was going with the horses that got him there. But it wasn't the time to do that. I mean, you know, we can all sit here and second guess. True. They have a recipe what they did all season, and he stuck with it. But in this situation, based on where they're at after game one, after the wild card, those guys are they they have they are overworked. So, yeah, yeah it turned it turned bad for for uh, I mean, in play. I was at work. You could have got the the Indians plus four hundred when they were down <laughs> eight to three because I peeked at it and I was like, you know what, this is a play. I'm, I mean, even if nice. it doesn't win, they were two fifty before the game. The value of in game wagering, Griff, we haven't even touched on that on the podcast. Yeah, but if you know if you're if you're looking at games, you're watching games, and you have a position before, you can enhance your position. Or completely get off your position in a, in a good spot and take a big number. Plus 400 on a team that was minus 250. I know it was 8-3, but it was only the fourth inning. You're live. They can come back and boom, one swing of the bat. Lindor hit that grand slam. I went crazy. I was in the book. And, you know, we can't really cheer behind the counter so much. But I went nuts. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I went nuts too. We both had the yeah. exact opposite reactions. I'm 100% sure. <laughs> So your boys did what you're – because I know you're going for the Indians. Your boys did what they were supposed to do. Um, but, yeah, talking about the in-game, man, that, I think that's something we're really going to be able to utilize just on our Twitter. So that way – because most of us, when we're at work, we're active on it. And while these things are going on, um, we're going to try to do – like we said, we're adding things to the show. And that's going to be one thing we're going to try to add in the future to where we're going to be trying to uh, – not putting lines up. But just telling you what you should be looking at. Like, okay, this right. is a good spot on an end game to try to jump on. Oh, yeah. I mean, even if you took the Yankees before the game on the run line, plus a run and a half, at that point, the run line on the game was the Indians plus three and a half. They were down five, but you could have taken them plus three and a half. Now the game can end anywhere in the middle, and you'll and win you're everything. stealing money. You're literally stealing money. Yes. Exactly. Quickly. Uh, the other three games were good games, but they weren't nearly as close. Astros did exactly what they were supposed to do. The way I look at it is the Astros are the best team. The Dodgers did what they were supposed to do. A lot of people felt like the Diamondbacks were going to be able to to bring it to the Dodgers because they, they know them so well. They don't seem to be afraid, but Kershaw came out and did Kershaw. Dodgers did what they were supposed to do. And then the only other game that if I could just have 30 seconds to rant about is the Nationals and the Cubs. And for those of you who don't know, I'm a big Nationals fan, big Bryce Harper's fan. He's from Vegas. I hope you guys saw his cleats. He had uh, Vegas on his cleats. It really awesome. It, they it were so awesome. awesome. I loved it. They gave him they gave him no runs. Strasburg came out, pitched a great game, couldn't give him any support. Then they ended up giving up they ended up giving up three runs, but one of them was just because of a bad error to start the inning, and whenever you have an error to start the inning, it's just like it's just tough for a pitcher Griff, to overcome. Isn't, isn't this so Nationals like the dude pitched a no hitter through six? Man, he was but dealing, and but they couldn't me, even get a run. Let me tell you though, I feel like it's all it's bust, it's Dusty Baker, man. He got away from what they've been doing all season. 
He changed their lineup up. Since Bryce Harper's been back, he's moved him up to the two-hole. So it goes Trey Turner, then Bryce Harper in the two-hole. And then he's having Rendon hit third. And I understand Rendon's having a good season. He hit like 300 on the season. But putting Harper in the two-hole makes absolutely no sense. Since Harper's came back, he hit, in his 20 at-bats, he only has three singles. And he's grounded in to four double plays when Trey Turner is on. And it's because Bryce Harper doesn't like it when there's guys on ahead of him who are trying to steal. So if Trey Turner gets on in front of him and now he's trying to steal and the pitchers though trying to keep cheap Trey Turner on first base, it's throwing off Harper's timing and you can tell and he keeps grounding into double plays and I don't understand how Dusty Baker doesn't see this. Like I just yeah. don't I don't get it. The two the two hole in a lineup in baseball, there's a lot of responsibility in that spot. Yeah. Um, whether you're asked to bunt now in major league baseball, they don't bunt nearly as much as they used to, but you got to take pitches. You got to exactly. Uh, you know, help your runner. You got to swing at pitches. If the runner's going, you're obligated to swing. That's your job. Yeah, your job is to move the runner over, and right. that's not where it's, you want Bryce Harper. No, you want Bryce Harper in a run-producing spot. So yeah. I did, it doesn't make sense to me. It, it's frustrating. That's my rant. I'll leave it alone. Dusty Baker sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Too much. I'm sorry. Well, now, now the uh, the Nationals are down one nothing. And they get to face John Lester, and they're throwing out Geo. Um, right. I'm worried yeah, for your perfect. boys, bro. I'm worried. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only other good thing. Let's end on a, a high note. I don't know if you saw it, but the Las Vegas Golden Knights got their first win in their first game in existence. That's huge. Mostly because great. I had money on it. <laughs> <laughs> I had them plus two hundred, man. Wow, you had money line. I I, yeah. uh, I was giving it out at work all day today. I said take the goal and a half because they're gonna uh, they're gonna keep it close. And Flurry is uh, a great you know, three time Stanley Cup winning goalie. Yep, and he was amazing. They're gonna get outshot a lot. Um, they're gonna you know the goalies are gonna see a lot of rubber um, all season, and they just played. I mean, 0 for 6 on the power play. It's going to be a rough, you know, game, a few games. But it was just with the events of what went on this week and the way the whole Agreed. feeling of the town is, for something to actually happen and be an inaugural game, first-time professional team, there was a lot of buzz about the game, man. We had to put there it was. on on the main screen at the book with sound, with playoff baseball going on and stuff. That took precedence. People wanted to see it. And I'm for them to get a win, man, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, it was great. I was really impressed as well. I'm like, wait a second. You know there's 81 more of these. <laughs> <laughs> or 79 more. There's 80 regular season games. That's a lot. And But it was cool. And it was fun to see them win the game. Hopefully we can, you know, watch it build while we're here. And my kids can become fans of this team. It, it's awesome. It's great. We'll go forward with that. We, we can talk about hockey for the next seven months. We got to bang out this football for the listeners, brother. 100%. All right. Well, here, let's take a quick break um, just to rest our chops, and then we'll come back and dive right into what I know all of you guys have been waiting for, the NFL for the weekend. All right. We'll be right back. There's never been a matchup they couldn't handle All the info that you'll get from any other sports channel Primetime, money lines, over under 
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are back and better than ever. Um, Dave, I got to talk to you about this Thursday night football game, man. That was the way we called the line. I feel like we were right on top of it, man. The exact line I used when I re-went, uh, went back to the tape is if Tampa gets the six, it's an automatic play on Tampa. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and exactly, I, I went back and I listened to it too, and I said, like, if I'm going to wait, and if it's five, five and a half, then I'm definitely going to take Tampa Bay. I thought it was going to continue to go up like it, like it had been and go up to six, and then I thought for sure you have to take it. But, well, the Gronk, the Gronk news not playing immediately became a play on Tampa. Right. At least at our place. Like everyone, as soon as Gronk was ruled out, boom, the suitcases came in and hammered uh, Tampa Bay. And that was like early Thursday, midday at the latest. Right. So the line went down. We went as low as four. And four? I, it, saw, I saw three at Coast. What? Three right before the game. I mean, I was waited. I waited. I waited. Well, I got it early. I got it early on a couple on a couple bets. But I was gonna make my big bet on Thursday because I assumed that it was gonna continue to go up. And I was like, if I can catch six, then I'm gonna jump all over it. I got to I got to the Sun Coast on Thursday <laughs> right before the game started. It was down to three. I looked at it in pure amazement. And I said, there's no way I can touch this because this is exactly what me and Dave said. We said, if it's this line should be three, three and a half. If it's three, three and a half, that's exactly where it should be. You're getting the you're getting like adequate value. Then that's a that's a coin flip game. That's the way I look at it. But the right. But if you're getting five, five and a half, maybe even six, I'm saying they're overvaluing the Patriots. And I don't know how and I don't know why, but it landed right on five. And I'm guaranteeing that some directors and some some uh, odds makers in the books, they got called to the principal's office on Friday after the, <laughs> number, after the numbers were printed. And just, you know, what happened? Well, the game fell. Well, how did it fall? Well, a guy missed three field goals. Another guy dropped the ball in the end zone. I got. I mean, it was ridiculous how ridiculous. it got. You can't even have an explanation for how the game fell on five. It's ridiculous. <laughs> It is insane. So that's just that's right there. Just goes to tell you that we we're we're on point. I feel like if if nothing yeah. else is letting you know that at least we're calling the games right around where they should be. We've been doing this enough to where we know when we see a good line and when we see a bad line and when we see value and when we don't. Absolutely. In fact, we can just touch on. We'll recap our college games real quick because we didn't really give too many strong plays as far as you know make a play on a game, but we were talking about where the lines were going to go. Notre Dame, North Carolina went from 14 and a half, 15 down to 14, said play Notre Dame. Penn State, same thing. They put the initial number out, 14 and a half. It's down to 14, Penn Love State. It. You nailed the Maryland game. Maryland was 32 and a half or 33. It's 30 and a half, Griff, right now? Yeah, it's, it's dropped down. It's 30 and a half. It's probably looking like it's going to go 30. There's just too many points for them to try to cover when they couldn't cover against UNLV. So. Yep. And Michigan was dangled out there early with 12 and a half, 12. I haven't written a bet on Michigan all week. Everybody loves Michigan State. Forget about it. Michigan wins that game easy by double digits. Yep. Um, and the other one it was the one we went back and forth on this LSU-Florida game. And it's funny. That was three and a half. As of right now, that line is Florida minus one and a half, and the total, which we discussed, was an absolute under. Uh, we said anything under 40 or less was a play under. It came out 45 and a half at 44. So I would have to say 
we kind of know what we're doing as far as the lines. If we can yeah. just give you the right games, forget about it. It's a home run. We did that last week in the NFL, and that's where we're going to get to now. But, man, the line movement segment, we're dead on accurate right now. 100%. Just to talk about that Florida game really quick, you were all over uh, LSU. I liked Florida. That line has dropped so much. I, I have to come off of Florida. Like I'm not a person who sees line movements and like goes insane if I really like a play. But with this and with you saying that you like LSU in this, I'm just going to stick to the under. That line just dropped a lot, but I still think you're going to be good on that under. I'm just going to stick with that. I'm coming. I'm coming off Florida. That's that's and that's the right move. If you like Florida, you watch the line move. Give yourself pause and go. You know what? This is a no play. I think that's a better play than like doubling up and laying it again or jumping on it too late. You know what I mean? Gotcha. I don't know. Yep. All right, my friend, let's jump to the pros, what everyone has been waiting for, as always. Um, are Dude, any- I don't know about you. I am huh. looking at this card for four days. I'm looking at the games, top to bottom. I was baffled by the line on Thursday night, and I'm not going to lie, Griff, this is a hard card. The games are like there's a lot of trash teams playing trash teams or teams that I don't know who they're who they are yet. I can't come up with an identity. So for me, this was uh this was a lot of work. You know that's funny. I've heard that from several people this week. Like, man, like people who are ready to listen to the show because they're sitting there going like, I don't know how to make heads or tails out of some of these games. So I want to really listen to into some of you guys and um, I know for some reason Allen is a big favorite on the show, so I apologize to all my listeners who are big Allen fans um, that he's not going to be on there. But I'll tell you what, man, there's like four, five, six games on here that I, I just think is is valued incorrectly. So there's a couple of hedges that a couple sides I'm like I'm, I'm feeling pretty good on just because I think you just have to go with these numbers the way it's shaping out. Damn, dude, hit me with the first one. What do you got? First one I'm looking at is a team that I rocked with last week. You guys went against me. I have to take them again. Buffalo at Cincinnati. And Cincinnati all of a sudden looked great last week because they beat up on the Browns. Andrew Dalton looked like the Red Rifle again. He threw a bunch of touchdowns, blah, 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 blah. Let's not forget, they did play the Browns. And Buffalo went into Atlanta at Atlanta and did work. I look at this, and again, I just feel like you're not getting true value on the Buffalo Bills. There's no way that they should be an underdog against Cincinnati. Because this line is telling me that if this was a if this was a neutral site game, it'd be a pick'em. And there's just no way you can make this game a pick'em on a neutral site game. Buffalo's definitely the better team. This line should be better set at Buffalo minus probably one or two. I can't argue with that train of thought, but this is the game of the week where it's pros versus Joes. There's not a sophisticated better in the world that does not have Cincinnati as one of their selections this week. I have personally taken some plays myself. And the parlay cards, the $20 betters, they're taking Buffalo on the money line because they see what you see. They see exactly what you see. How in the world is Buffalo... Coming off a win in Atlanta, coming off a thumping of Denver at home, how are they three-point dogs to Cincinnati? You know what? Just give me the money line. Hold, this hold is on. one of my hold games on, that I got checked. I'm taking Cincinnati because I don't get it. I don't hold. get it. I'm laying the points. Dave, are you calling me a Joe? Are you calling me a square, <laughs> Dave? 
Dave, are you calling me a square? No, no, not at all. But we find our ways onto this side sometimes. Like, it happens. But again, this is just one of those things to where I feel like when until until they lose or until they start to get true value on Buffalo, you got to stick with them. You just got to oh, no. uh, sometimes and you that's just got to trust them. Right, and you got it, and you have to. And Buffalo is one of two teams in the NFL four and zero against the spread. The other one's Kansas City. Right. And Buffalo well, I, made their I, way into your top five power rankings this week, and exactly. a lot of things you laid out on the Tuesday show dead on balls accurate. To borrow the line from my cousin Vinny, dead on balls <laughs> accurate. You nailed it. And I love it. I just don't. I just. I, I, this is one of those ones. Just being experienced where we're at, seeing what mm-hmm. we see. I'm not playing Buffalo, and if I'm giving out a play on a side in this game, take Cincinnati, hold your nose, lay the three points, and see what happens. All right, we're going to be opposite of that one, but remember what happened last time. You were opposite me against Buffalo. Oh, so. I know. I'm just putting it, it out there. It, I'm not telling the guys what to do. It doesn't end well for me. When I we're am opposite, just putting Griff, it out there. It doesn't end well for me. Although When we're opposite we on were, pros, I win. Usually when we're opposite on college, you take the, you take the W, but we'll see. Last week we were opposite on Houston and Tennessee, weren't we? No, I was on your side with. Uh, oh, side. that's right. You came to yeah. you came to the dark side with me. Allen was exactly. against us both. There we go. Okay. There we go. Thank you. Yes, sir. Um, the next game I want to go to, just talking about value and where numbers are being set at, uh, is your boys, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. Now this this line opened up at nine, man. It was nine. Now it's all the way down to eight, seven and a half at some places. And I, I was going to start off by saying Pittsburgh is a number one of those teams where I just think they're overvalued. Like, they're a good team, don't get me wrong, but just looking at, like, I just feel like there's just a lot of turmoil going on in that in that, in that that uh, locker room. And I didn't think, I thought that was way too high at nine. It's dropping like I think it should be dropping. And hopefully it doesn't get too low before the people out there decide to grab it. But what do you think? I can't advocate a play on Pittsburgh in this spot. Jacksonville gave the Steelers problems when Jacksonville was really bad and they come into Pittsburgh in these you know mid-September mid-October games Jacksonville can run the ball they pound the rock do you know that Jacksonville is second in the NFL in rushing yards per game average they average 148 yards a game the only team better than that is Kansas City because of Kareem Hunt that's crazy Um, but it probably has a lot to do with Blake Bortles sucks Bortles is so bad. They're like, look, let's just run the ball as much as we can. But that guy Leonard Fournette is good, man. I'm not gonna lie. I I didn't no, think he was gonna be as good. Uh, I didn't think he was as shifty as a lot of running backs that you see nowadays in the league because it's such a passing league. But he's an old school runner, and I can't argue with that. Yeah, man, and he is enabling them to control the ball, put Bortles in spots, limiting his having to throw downfield into coverage, which he has a tendency to do a little too much of. Yep. Um, the Steelers at home is always a strong play, strong opinion, but not at more than a touchdown. It And obviously the guys with the suitcases agree with us. The yep. line has come down. It's not going to drop below seven. It never will drop below seven. No. Unless Roethlisberger is ruled out, you know, come Sunday. I'll be interested to see what uh, what Haley does calling the plays after AB threw the uh, water cooler <laughs> out on the field. He may get a few more passes thrown his way. Next one I really want to go through quick is Cleveland at home against the Jets. <laughs> I, I, now I know this this sounds like a garbage game. Hold on, hold on. What do you like to call these? You like to call these those those friends and family games? 
Friends and family, yeah, this is it, man. We're the, the only where... pod- we're the only podcast in the country breaking down Jets at Cleveland, and I love it. Yeah, you got eight screens, and this is the ninth game. There's no way it's going up. But I, I wanted to no talk chance. this. No chance. But I wanted to talk this one because me and my buddy were talking about it at work today, and it just. It just I went I literally went through Cleveland's entire schedule and I looked at all their games and I said if they don't win this game they might go sixteen and zero I mean they might go zero and sixteen zero and sixteen yeah and I think there's no I don't I don't I can't fathom that happening again so this is the game in my mind they have to win they have to to give them some semblance of confidence and to give them some type of realistic. Uh, realistic look towards the future like hey we can be a solid team i mean barring something crazy happening late in the season where they're going up against a team who just doesn't care to win like this is like their most winnable game on their schedule i think they're really going to be up for this game and be like hey let's get a win early let's get let's get off let's get off the snide and get it done shamefully the line has moved in the opposite way uh, they were opened up at minus two and a half and now it's a pick them but, but see this is another game where i feel like there's there's a slight misvaluing in the Jets. Because... Oh, there's there, there's a lot going on with this game, Griff. You're absolutely right. I think um, a few weeks ago, Alan discussed something called line manipulation. Lines, right. buying right. numbers, things like that. I don't know if the listeners are familiar with it, but we see it all the time. With games lined at two or less, the games that these guys play on the other sides of the counter, they take the two, they take the one and a half, they force you to flip the game from and go to one on the other side. Or they take the money line on one side and drive the number down and then take the points on the other side. So I think that's what's going on with this game. I mean, who in the hell has an opinion strong about Jets at Cleveland? Like, what have we seen other than the Jets winning two games in a row at home? Cleveland's 0-4. All right, I'm leaning Jets. I'm with you. This is Cleveland's game. This is Cleveland's, right? like, let's save this season game right now. Save some face. The Jets aren't good. Okay, we're 0-4. They're not coming here and winning. This exactly. is the Jets. The, 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 this Cleveland is the play. If you're going to play this game, you better be on the Brown side. One other game that really sticks out to me that I really want to jump on is the L.A. Rams-Seattle game. And the only reason why I say that, it's another one of those things to where I feel like the Rams are getting a lot of love. And they deserve it. I don't want to say that. I don't want to talk bad about L.A. because I'm going to be out there soon. I don't want nobody (laughs) mad at me. But the Rams are getting a lot of love right now. And Seattle historically hasn't played well against the Rams at the Rams. But this is in L.A. This this isn't St. Louis anymore. I think Seattle kind of – it almost looked like Seattle – not necessarily righted the ship against uh, the Colts last week, but you could tell they almost were trying to like run it up just so they could continue to give themselves confidence and continue to build it. And I think they're, I think they're going to be amped for this game against the Rams. I think this is a game for Seattle where they're like, let's go in there and let's show the world that like we're still Seattle and beat up on them. The Rams are minus one and a half, even two some places. To me, I think. It's the line isn't terribly off. It's probably right around where it should be realistically. But I just think Seattle's got to be hyped for this game. I think they're just going to be coming in here and really want to let them know, like, hey, I know you guys think you're good now, but this is still our division. I like I like the argument, mm-hmm. and and you're going to disagree. Use a, <laughs> I, I, I 
I'm going to say something that you said if we hit the rewind button five minutes ago where you said with Buffalo, until they lose, you're sticking uh, with Buffalo. Yeah. Until Seattle wins a game on the road, I'm going against them. Okay. Every time they get away from Seattle so far this season in Green Bay, we don't get a touchdown. Um, in Tennessee, get kind of pounded, yeah. run down in that game, and not blown out, but just lose convincingly. The Rams are rolling. You guys got me on this Rams team. You had them last week. You said live on the money line at Dallas. Great performance. Um, they played a tough Washington team. Could have won that game. Things didn't go their way. Um, they found a way to hold on against the Niners on Thursday. I'm impressed. I think this coach in the Ram- for the Rams has them right. And I think I'm going to stick with that theme until Seattle shows me something and wins a tough road game. I'm going to lay the short price here with the Rams. Dude, we are exact opposite. We are opposite on all these games, man. How are the how are the listeners going to decide? This is one of to... those things. Well, no, we're going to find our way to a few games where we're both strong on the same side. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, and we're going to have to save this recording. Cleveland, we're both on strong. <laughs> right there, you go. Yeah. So it... there's one. But I mean, this card the whole yep, week, exactly. Griff it's has. The card. I think it has people like this everywhere. Like. Wow, you think this, I think this, you think this. This is going to be one of those weeks. I mean, the books have been beating people up for a couple weeks in a row now. I don't think this week's going to be any different. It's going to be tough. Right. You're right. It's the card. It's not us. We're still good. We're still we're still eye to eye. Oh, we're okay, brother. We're okay. Um, <laughs> one other game I want to ask you about your opinion on. The line kind of just seems weird to me. Uh, I don't really know what to make of it. You got Oakland at home, and they're minus three against Baltimore. Baltimore, that's kind of your division. They play the Steelers all the time. I did. I I watched a good portion of that game against the Steelers, and the Baltimore's offense just looks shabby to say the least. It's just not good. But with saying that, Oakland hasn't looked very good either. Even when they had Derek Carr in there, they looked like they were offbeat. And then now Derek Carr's out for two weeks. You're going with EJ Manuel as your quarterback and Oakland's favorite at home. And I don't even know if Michael Crabtree is healthy yet. Does this line seem weird to you or what? This is one of those that I call um, to the boys in the back. Um, Let's just put a three or two and a half next to the home team and see what happens. Okay, there you go. It's one of those, man. (laughs) We're guessing. I'm not going to lie. There's no secret sauce in in a lot of this when we put up lines. It's Griff, what do you think? All right, what do you think? All right, you know what? Let's just put up a three and see who bets it. And the people can't decide on this one because of everything you just said. Baltimore looks like they may be a five or six win uh, team this season. Oakland wasn't good offensively when Carr was okay. Now EJ Manuel, this is his last stop in the NFL. When this doesn't work out, I don't think he has a job. And he doesn't instill any confidence in me to be laying points against a decent defense. The Ravens' defense is still pretty good. So this is a game that I have a big X through, and I don't want to take a position. I'm looking at the under in the game. This is one of those, what I like to call those slobber knocker games. The total's only 39. I think it ends in the low 30s. We're talking uh, 
17-14 again, 21-17 maybe. There's as high as it gets. That's still under the total. That's the only thing I would touch here is the total in this game, and I would play it under. That's what I anticipate, to be honest. And it looks like the line's gone down a little bit, and I don't know how much money is on it. It seems like one of those games to where it, they probably are not using a, mu- a lot to move these numbers. Because like you said, it probably seems like they're guessing. They probably just put a number out, and then it's getting bet, and they're like, hey, let's just move it because we weren't really solid on their number at the beginning. But it, it opened up at four. Now it's down to three. Some places even have two and a half. So it's letting me uh, think that people are betting Baltimore. And I think if you're going to bet it, you got to take Baltimore. I, just simply yeah. for the fact that I think EJ Manuel is going to throw and throw multiple interceptions. Either multiple interceptions or get sacked a lot, which is just going to give Baltimore short fields. Not that they're and more opportunities, the, yeah. yeah. More opportunities, short fields. If they can put a couple first downs together, they should be able to at least get in the field goal range. So it's one of those things to where I'm tempted to take Baltimore, especially okay. if I'm getting three. Even if I, like, I'm not going to say they're, I almost want to say they're live on the money line, but not even confidently, just because I just, I don't see EJ Manuel being able to do a better job than Derek Carr was doing and leading them to a win against a really good Baltimore defense. There's a couple other earlier games, nothing that I I have any opinion on whatsoever. You got the New York Giants against the Chargers. This is that game that I have I I have next to it. I have D Griff. This is the game <laughs> with two bad teams. Two bad teams make for a good game, right? We have a West Coast team flying east. Yep. It looks like everything's against the Chargers. They're that team that just can't get right. They're 0-4. I mean, this is the 0-4 matchup. Somebody's going to finally break through Somebody the has W to. here. It might end up tied. It the might be. The, uh-huh. <laughs> the, the way this season's going for both of these teams, they're going to play to a tie. But I think anything over a field goal, for me, if I had to pick a side in this, I'm taking the dog, mm-hmm. even though it's a West Coast team traveling east, and we know that trend is usually favors the, the East Coast team. Um, and I'm thinking over. When I'm both teams really team. can't score. We, I mean, we know the Giants can't score 20 points. They haven't scored 20 points. They finally did it against Tampa and still found a way to lose. Um, Ex- but I'm thinking this is the D. Griff special. Two bad teams. The game's going over. Yep, I totally agree. Game's going over. I don't think there's yep. much more to go through on that. Nope. Um, Tennessee and Miami, they still haven't said if Marcus Mariota is going to play or not. From what I've read, it looks like he's probably not. And if he does play, he's not going to be 100%. It looks like they were saying, he said in practice today, that he's he's his hamstring is still hurting him. And he said he doesn't need a lot of mobility to be out there. He can still stand out there and throw from the pocket. But if it's me personally and I'm Tennessee, I don't want a, I don't want an 80% or a 70% Marcus Mariota out there. And he can't run around and do the things that make him special. A lot of places don't have the line out yet anyway. But... It's one of those games to where I wouldn't care either way. Like, this is one where I think you're just guessing. Like you said, those guys in the back kind of just be like, hey, let's just put minus three wherever we want and just see where the line is going to go. I I wouldn't I wouldn't flip a coin on this. I am actually – I'm going to bite on this one. Ooh. I think Ooh. Tennessee coming off that disastrous loss. I mean, who puts up – a 50 burger on a team in the NFL. It happens like three times a season. Well, Houston did it to Tennessee last week. Right. So now Tennessee gets to come back against Miami with Cutler at the helm. Miami's travel schedule is this the last three weeks, cross country trip to the chargers, 
and somehow find a way to win that game, fly back across the country. Go up to the Jets and get shut out. Fly back to Miami. Go to London, get shut out by the Saints, and come back. And now they're at home, and they're going to try to stop the run, the Tennessee. Even if Castle plays, we're handing those guys the ball in the backfield, yeah. and we're going to pound oh, the man. rock You know, if he plays. If Mariota plays, now I get him, and I'll take him at 85% against this defense in Miami, dude, they're averaging eight points a game. They have three games. They're averaging eight points a game offensively. Yeah, that's I'm, bad. I'm playing against Miami, even with Castle at the helm. Hopefully we'll see a line by Sunday. In the places far away down in the Caribbean, it's all uh, it's all up and it's a three. Three even, three minus 05. Somebody may know that Mariota's going to play if I yeah. see that number. I'm going to leave you out there on an island with that one, buddy. I'm going to let you you can be out there in Miami by yourself watching that bad boy. I'm going to leave that one alone. I am staying far away from that one. Okay. What about this one, Griff? This is another friends and family game. San Francisco-Indianapolis. Oh. I, I mean, that's one where you said Cleveland and I kind of giggled. I'm yep. going to give you San Francisco in this one. I'm going to play... I think San Francisco is going to maybe end up the favorite by Sunday. Wow. I think okay. I think the sharp guys are coming. The suitcases are coming on San Francisco. I would not be surprised to see. It might be the money manipulation thing, though, because it is that one and a half to right, it is move it. to the other side. So we got to be cautious and not completely sold on that theory. But the Niners are 3-1 and one against the spread in their four games. They should have won that game against Arizona last week. We were all three Dead on accurate with that one. And getting six and a half, seven down in Arizona was a really good play. Now we go to Indianapolis. Yes, Indianapolis got run up in Seattle. Everybody gets run up in Seattle. (laughs) The week after playing Seattle has been an inside type of look trend for two years now. When you play Seattle the next week, you don't cover. Whether you win or lose against Seattle... What is that, that a defense, thing? That's a thing? Yes, yes, yes. That's we good info. That I did not know yes, that. Yes, go back and look. The team, that whether they win or lose, when they play the next week, they don't have a bye. They cover less than they do. Um, or they don't cover way more than they cover in the got game. It. <laughs> so, we got yeah, it. So, yeah, I said that wrong. You bet against them the next week. Let's there you break go. it down real simple. You giving that info out? And the 49ers have covered. Uh, they are three and one against the spread. I'm rocking with you, boy. I'm jumping on. I'm jumping on the Big Dave bandwagon. Come on along. Just do me a favor, Griff. Don't wear that jersey. Do not <laughs> wear the jersey, brother. You told me the jersey jinx. I don't want no D Griff jersey drinks jinx on me Sunday when the Niners take the field. I'm telling you. You know what's so crazy about that? I wore my Bucks jersey on Thursday. Ah, I did. The streak continues. The, the streak continues. <laughs> Hey, you better tweet out what jersey you're wearing on Sunday so everybody right. that's, knows. <laughs> that's going to have to be the next segment, man. That's going to have to be the next segment. We got the I love it. And we have the jersey jinx. Oh, I love it. Oh, man. I'm going, no, I'm going to wear my Raiders jersey this weekend. That's what I'm going to go with. Perfect. Yes, sir. Like Baltimore, Baltimore money line. There we go. Okay. Um, um, the next game I, I, I want to look at is Detroit at home against Carolina. They are minus two and a half. It looks like the line is going down. People are starting to show some love for Carolina, mostly probably just because they just beat the Patriots, so people are kind of feeling them. 
I think Detroit is a solid team, especially at home, though. I think this is a short two for me. If it's me, I'm going with Detroit. What are you thinking? I'm with you. I'm not okay, buying cool. Carolina. Yeah, I'm not buying Carolina at all. Detroit Detroit is get if they win this game, they're getting real close to being in the top five in the power rankings for the next yes, show. Agreed. They're doing they're doing work. Um I yep. totally agree with you. Um it's funny that you said that because my in my power rankings, I know we usually stop at five, but I usually make it out down to ten, maybe even fifteen if it's really close. And I got Detroit and Carolina right next to each other. They are literally oh, you that, do? Yeah, right next to each other. That's how close it is. Detroit being at home, I, I, I think you've got to rock with them. They play so well at home. Um, and Carolina, I'm not a guy who's big on distractions, but what, what's going on with Cam Newton right now? He's not talking about football. He's worrying about losing his sponsors and money coming out of his pocket. Detroit's at home. They just got a big win against Minnesota, like you said. I just think they're going to be geared up and ready to go. I think they're going to be able to put points up. I don't think Carolina's going to be able to score with them. One last game before we get to the two big ones. We got Arizona at Philadelphia. I'm a big fan of Philadelphia, so are you. They're in our our top five. They're in our top five. We got them listed at number three. They're minus six and a half at home. Um, for some reason, I feel like that number is right where it should be. Like I feel like it should be. It could be bigger, just because I'm so high on Philadelphia and Arizona does not look good. I think they what they put up like four field goals in regulation against the 49ers last week at mm-hmm. home. So like mm-hmm. this would lead you to believe that Philadelphia should blow this game out. But I just as good as Philadelphia is and they've just they haven't covered big spreads yet. So I'm just right. not willing to to lay a lot of points quite yet. You know what I mean? A lot of their games they've won by a field goal. Like like they won last week by two. They won the week before that by a field goal. Um they did beat the Redskins by a big by a bigger number, but it was mostly just because late there was a kind of a weird call that right. shouldn't have been called that way anyway. So I'm just I'm not confident enough yet to lay a big number for Philadelphia, even though I think they're the better team and they should win this game easily. Absolutely. If you're gonna play Philly, you may have to play the money line just to be safe. When I made this line, I made it six and a half I write six and a half slash seven. Right. Because it depends what you want to take the first bet on when you put the number out. So if you want to take the first bet on Arizona, you hang the seven. If you want to take the first bet on Philly, you put the six and a half and then get to wherever you need to get to. Um, that being said, I'm with you. I don't really like the number, per se, to lay Philly. The Eagles' defense is, is going to get to them a lot. I don't see Arizona... I like to take the dog if I think the dog can win the game. I don't think Arizona is going to win this game at all. So if you've got to play this game, play Philly, or just take a pass, play Philly on the money line, use Philly in the teasers. That's what. That's where I would go with this one. Ooh, I like that. Use Philly in the teasers. That was a good one. Didn't yep. even think about that. We usually don't talk about teasers to our guys, but that is a great play. I like that. Yep. Um. Now we got we got we got the big ones left, man. The games that, that mean something. We got Dallas at home against Green Bay. That's going to be your late game, the game everybody's going to want to watch. Um, mm-hmm. Rematch of the playoff game. I don't even. I, I like Green Bay. Green Bay's Green Bay's my number two team. Like I said, I think Aaron Rodgers is the LeBron James of the NFL. He's a baller, and I'm not big on Dallas's offense, man. They still don't impress me. Like even in that game against the Cardinals, where they like put a put a beating on them, it was because they had two huge pass plays. 
that just kind of just went far. Those two big mm-hmm. pass plays to yep. Bruce Butler. And it was basically the same play. They just got the Arizona Cardinals with the same play. And then last week, even though they looked really good in the first half against uh, the Rams, the Rams came out in the second half, made great adjustments, and then brought it to the Cowboys. The line intrigues me with this because I would have made the game pick them because I'm with you, with Green Bay. They're one of the top five teams in the NFL. Yep. Um, the lines makers, the, the, the books, know that if they – skew it too far and make the game a pick, they're going to get all Dallas money, at least the big money. So we got to make them the favorite there at home. That's the public perception. But Green Bay is a more public team than Dallas. Let's keep it real. (laughs) Green Bay (laughs) gets bet as much, if not more, than Dallas every single week. It's a toss-up game for me. I'm almost flipping a coin as far as a side here. If I have to pick it, I'm with you. I'm, I'm taking Green Bay. I want to see what they do in the rematch. The other thing I will say is I think Green Bay is really, really going to benefit from uh, like short and underneath routes and kind of just keep getting short first downs because Dallas's linebackers do not look shifty at all. They could not cover underneath. Like they Jaylen, don't cover underneath. No, yeah. there's a lot. You're right. There's they they and they're because of that. They're what we talked about too. This is a recurring theme on the podcast about the defense being on the field a lot. Don't yep. you feel like they wore down they, against exactly. the Rams? One hundred percent. And then the last game, the game that I'm looking at, and I'm, I'm glad it's the last game because I'm hoping all my stuff's going to be through, and then I'm going to roll it all over onto this team because I just it's another one of those games to where I just don't understand why they're doing what they're doing. Kansas oh, City this got, at you Houston. Need to, we need a big bell or something. You got to find some drop. This is the this is one you're hammering. I can't wait to see what side you come here. With. This is one that I'm hammering. It's definitely going to be my biggest big dog, my biggest big three. It's I, I again. I'm all about money and value, and I can't for the life of me understand how Kansas City is only minus one. Well, actually, it's minus one, and it's pick them. Sorry, this it's pick them at some places. And it doesn't make sense to me. Kansas, If Kansas City's not number one on your big board right now, stop. Whatever you're doing, whether you're a bookmaker or you're someone who just watches sports, just stop. Give it up. Do something else. Kansas City is the best team in the league. Houston, I know this Deshaun Watson kid looks like an anomaly. He looks really, really good. I thought he was going to be good coming out of Clemson. But there's no way you're telling me Houston is either in your top five or or high enough in your, in your top 10, if they're even in your top 10, to make this a pick em game. It's a pick it's, em game at some places. <laughs> this this one stinks again. This is such a bad... This one, I think, the boys in the back, we may have missed this one. We may have right. just come with a bad number. This is one of those ones Which where... happens. Yeah, it happens. I mean, as much as you can nail a five, like we did on Thursday, you come with pick em on this game, or minus one. Come on, man. What are you guys looking at? Kansas City's three. It's minimum Kansas City minus three. Minimum. I make the game minus four. I'm, I, when I did the line, I said Kansas City three and a half slash four because I want to take the first bet on Houston because <laughs> Houston scored 54 <laughs> points last week. Everybody thinks Deshaun Watson is going to be the rookie of the year. Everybody thinks that the Houston defense is back. They ain't seen what we've seen with Kansas City, brother. You got you told me this in August, and I kind of went, man, 
I know I just met you, Griff, and I, <laughs> I respect your opinion. I said, what are you talking about with Kansas City? I remember saying it, and you've been on it. You've been pounding it. Dude, they're 4-0. They are the real deal. Kansas City's winning this game. Unless the only way is they get a couple bad bounces and turn the ball over. Kansas City, anything less than three, it is a dump all in. We're going in together on this one. Kansas oh, City. my boy. I'm glad you got oh, my yeah. back. See, there oh, we go. No we found our We found our way to the same side. We didn't want to get in front of the Kansas City train. Last week, and we did. And we we did. said, "Take Washington <laughs> plus the points." And, we and saw Eddie the Eddie the Mush took us down. I mean, uh, I don't know how that that last play happened, but he found his way to a winner. Uh, and we went against Eddie the Mush. So, and now because we went against Eddie the Mush, Eddie left work early today. You said, and we couldn't even get his place. Exactly. So yeah, we're gonna, exactly. We're, you're going to have to get him off the air, and then we'll recap him on Tuesday next week. So yeah. we're going to keep I'll, that segment in the show, too. I'm going to try to put them up on Twitter. So, again, you okay. guys, look out on Twitter. I'm going to try to get it up there sometime tomorrow. Um, at Cast Considering, the Twitter is really starting to take off. People are following us. People are contacting us, trying to get uh, trying to get us to be on, on their website and things like that. It's really taking off. We're putting some really fun and interesting things up there, a lot of polls. you got to follow us on Twitter. If you reach out to us, I promise you we'll get back to you. Uh, there's only really one other game. That's the Monday night game. They said that Chicago's going to go with the rookie. They're going with uh, Mitch Trubisky. Minnesota, yeah. it doesn't look like they really announced if Sam Bradford's going to play or not. I'm assuming that he's probably not. But there's a lot of places out there that don't really have the line yet. The one place that does, it looks like it's Minnesota minus three, which makes sense just because Chicago's going with a rookie. Again, it's a coin flip game for me. I have no opinion. What about you? I have, over the years, made it a regular occurrence to play against a rookie quarterback making his first start at home or on the road. So now that I know that Chicago is going to make the choice and start Trubisky, it's never personal. It's just business. Mm -hmm. I'm going against the rookie quarterback. I think, and that goes whether Bradford plays um, or Case Keenum plays. There you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it just at that. Like I said, I don't have an, an opinion, but that sounds like a great analysis right there. Go against a rookie quarterback in his first start. That just makes logical sense. All right, perfect, Dave. That looks like that's all the games we've come to the end of this thing. The only thing left is to do our big three by the big three, which is actually gonna be. Big two by the big two. We'll come up with a better name for that after the break. But let's go ahead, take a quick break, and we'll come back with the finale. All right, Dave, we can't forget. We got to do the big three with the big three. Shamefully, one of our big three isn't here today. So I guess um, in light of that, we will change it to, uh, I don't know, two on two or two for two. This is just me That's and you. A- that's it. Call it what you want. Let's just find some ways to, uh, to get some W's. Sounds like a plan to me. Um, I don't know about you, but I'll go ahead and kick it off. Like I said, one of the biggest ones of the week that I just feel like this, this line is just completely wrong is Kansas City. So i got to go with Kansas City as one of mine. Um, also, like I said, I'm going to rock with them until they're wrong. I'm going to take Buffalo at Cincinnati plus the three points. Got to rock with it. 
And then my last of my big three is going to be Seattle. Seattle at the LA Rams. I know you're against it. I know you think that Seattle, you can't play them to their good on the road. But I think this is one of the games to where Seattle wants to come out and let the Rams know we still are the team to be in the NFC West. What you got for me, Big Dave? All right. Um, well, can we be on the same game in the big three, or do I have to give three different ones, Griff? Go ahead, man. I don't see why not. I got to ride with you with KC. I got KC got to be on my big three. So I'm going to jump on board with you. We gave all the reasons. Mm-hmm. Nothing else further necessary uh, need to be said. Number two for me, I'm taking Tennessee at Miami. Ooh, if we can find the number, right. we're going to lay two and a half or three. We're going against Jay Cutler. And even if Griff has to suit up as the emergency quarterback for Tennessee, I'm good with it, dude. I haven't seen you throw yet, but I know you can run. <laughs> Maybe, you know, you can run a couple read options. We're good to go. We're going with Tennessee. Cool. Third game for me, I, I swear it's just one of those games – I was going to go against you and take Cincinnati. I can't do it. That's not our policy. That's not what we're doing. So instead of that, I'm going to do a uh, a friends and family game. We're going with the Niners, plus the points, outright money line winner at Indianapolis. Ugly game, but we're going to find our way to a winner. I like it, man. Like you said, you, you convinced me and you got me on that side. Rock with it. That's our two for two or our two on two because we're missing our other big three. But again, I just want to let the people know just so they know how this thing is going. Last week, when it came to our pro picks in the uh, big three by the big three, we went six and oh. We got some listeners of six teamer, didn't we? You said you said somebody we, tweeted you. We got a six teamer on. We we hit somebody with a six teamer, man. So we need to, we what we need to do is get our royalties. Yeah, right. <laughs> Send the uh, checks. Find we'll we'll speak to you off the air. We'll we'll get your address. <laughs> right, exactly. So, um, it's it's worth it. It's worth a play. It's worth the listen. We just want to throw that there at the end of, for you guys, so you can rock with it. Um, and with that being said, we're gonna go ahead and start to wrap this bad boy up, Dave. Um, just a couple notes that I want to throw at you guys. Um, like we said throughout the show, please make sure you follow us on our Twitter. Again, we're putting up a lot of great things up there. Um, one thing that's going to be coming to us that, would, that was just brought to our attention, um, there's a really cool sports site out there. It's called capsports.com, and they reached out to us, and they want us to start putting our picks up there, make it easier for you guys to track it. Basically, Cap Sports is just a website where you can go on, you can look at all the lines, and you and your friends can basically just have a fantasy sports competition against each other with real lines. So it's not real money involved. It's all fantasy fake money, but it's perfect for us. That way, me and Dave, when this show is over, we're gonna sit down, we're gonna go through our picks, and we're gonna pick we're gonna pick sides for each of these games. And that way, we'll post it on our Twitter. You guys can see it. And if you want to just see an overall view of what games we have, boom, it's right there in front of your faces. So again, that's CapSports.com. We will have it up on our Twitter. Something else for you guys to check out. Um, also, we always want to give a big shout out to one of our sponsors, Gaming Today. Uh, it's a shame that we couldn't have Alan on the show here today, but as always, he's got a really good column in the gaming today that comes out every Tuesday. It's called the Dude. Takeover. He gave us he gave us some hype in the takeover. Did he you did see that this week. I did, man. 
So again, it's something that you got to read in the gaming today is great with all your betting information and news from all over the sports world. So that's something you can definitely check out. And pretty much pretty much every sports book has one if you go in there after Tuesday and ask for one unless they've already ran out because sometimes it's a hot it's a hot take. Uh, with that being said, is there anything else you want to say to the people, Dave? No, man, this cap sports thing, we're branching out. We're taking uh all the suggestions we're, we're open to any opportunities to expand the audience expand the podcast expand the talk um you know i think i like the forum and i like where we're going if you guys uh i hope you enjoy it as much as we like doing it i know i true. really so true yeah right i love it um you and i i think have a good rapport back and forth and obviously alan's the He's not a third wheel. He's a big part of the show. He's on the DL, but hopefully he's going to be healthy. You know, next week we can jump right back in it. Um, and it is fun. Uh, I got to say, I like the Twitter stuff back and forth. And, and like I said, after this weekend, I'm going to jump on with a, with a real Twitter handle and, and we can all kind of communicate together. But I'm using the one I have now and it's been a lot of fun. I set up a pool today for the first time and got a lot of feedback on it. So keep it up. You both, you know, the listeners, the readers of the gaming today, and anyone else that's communicating, let's keep it growing, man. It's been it's been a lot of fun, and, and I don't know where the ride's going to end, but I don't want it to end for a long time, so keep it up. Agreed. Very much agreed. Quick shout-out to everyone giving us feedback, um, everyone who personally texted me or hitting us up on Twitter or anything like that, my boys Brian, my boys Ali, my boys Zoe. Everyone who's given us feedback trying to help out with the show. I know you got countless people uh, reaching out to you, Dave, who are uh, just giving feedback and letting us know everything that we should be doing to help improve the show because it is your show. With that being said, this is Cash Considerations. Got a question? You can hit us up in a second at our Twitter. Cash considering is the section. Find clips of the show. You can hit up different polls, updates on your players, anything you need to know. Don't hesitate. Way to over contemplate. Reserve a date and a place. Let us educate. I promise you won't find a better use of your time. If you want to make some money, hit the like and subscribe.